Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Los Angeles friendos, join Going In Raw as we go live on stage with Wrestling With Regrets' Brian Zane September 24th at the Nerdist Showroom in L.A. The link to tickets is in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. We're on the road on YouTube to 182,000 subs. I don't think we've, we've been stuck at 181 and change. Pretty much the entire year. So let's try to get Steven Larson up to 182,000. Yeah. That's our, that's our big yeah, push. That's the goal for, like, the, for the end of the year. For the end of the year, see if we get 250 lousy subs. Anyways, um, before we get on with today's show, we want to give a shout-out to the Going In Raw sponsor, the Original Craft Beer Club. The Original Craft Beer Club discovers exceptional craft brews from around the country and delivers them right to your door. Or you can get it as a gift for someone. It's my birthday coming up very soon. Oh, yeah, like a week. Yeah, and send it to my door. Going In Raw listeners can now get $10 off orders of three months or more by going to www.craftbeerclub.com slash Raw. All one word. The link is at the top of the description. You'll be supporting us going in raw by clicking the link. And uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk a little bit more yes. in depth yes. about the original craft beer club. So yes, thanks to will. them for being our sponsor. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we're also, of course, on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We've got a whole room, a whole chat room full of people watching this live as it happens. You can be one of those people. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Find out how. It's usually by kicking in money. Yeah. Well, um, I don't think there's any usually about it. It's by kicking in money. I'm about to cry right now. Larson, just like Roman Reigns, was about to cry because John Cena talked to him like a dad who was putting his son on permanent groundation. Yeah, it seemed that Woo-wee. way. We'll get to that in a bit, though. What was your general... Oh, yeah. First of all, we got to talk about... Raw. Raw. All right. What was your general thoughts on Raw? It was an Raw enjoyable show. It was an enjoyable show. I was... I kind of... I, my, my thing is, I never go into Raw expecting much these days. Um, but last couple of weeks, I've been pr- I've been pleasantly surprised. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's just it's so it's so big, it's so expansive. Yes, you got to sift through a lot of stuff. Um, but obviously, the high point 
for last night. It was confirmed Roman Reigns, John Cena, their match is going down at no mercy. No mercy. And so they had their uh, they had their official contract signing, contract signing yeah. uh, last night, and that resulted in a promo uh, between these two guys, mostly on you know the part of John Cena, where uh, it got it got Twitter and the internet, the wrestling community. Quite a buzz. Yeah, everybody was talking about it. Everybody was buzzing about it. Larson was crazy. It was crazy. But we'll get to that in more detail during that part of the show. Right. Overall, oh, sorry, we talked overall. Um, show kicked off mm-hmm. um, with no video recaps or uh, graphic package. Yeah. It kicked off with The Miz and yes. The Miz Taraj in the ring. Yeah. He drops a promo. Um, again, talking about, uh, well, sorry, he's about to talk about respect. Kurt Angle's music hits. Yeah. Right as The Miz is saying the word respect. He was going to use the dictionary definition of the word respect. And he ended and up doing so after Kurt Angle came out. Yeah, nobody wants to hear that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, he said, uh, he says, you know, the IC title holder needs more respect, Kurt Angle, and you don't give me that, Kurt Angle said. All right, well, you know what? Long story short, tonight we're going to have a battle royal. Yes. Determine um, the number one contendership for your intercontinental title. And that match will happen next week on Raw. I was going to say no mercy, but yeah, you're right. It's have no wrong. Next week, yeah, next week. That's right. And that launched us right into the Intercontinental Battle Royal. Yeah. Two, um, two of the participants were in the Miz Taraj. Yeah. So Miz wanted to, obviously, he was trying to get them over, thinking that he can probably, you know, get have one, one of them lay down. Finger, or either them finger lay poke down. doom yeah. deals. Yeah. Um, there was uh, some star power in this uh, Battle Royal. Finn Balor, Hardys. Mm-hmm. Kurt Hawkins was also in it. He was the first eliminated. For a moment, everybody, because he tried to stop the match after the ring, like, uh, after the ring bell, he tried to say, hold on, I'm going to give my facts. Everybody collectively picked him up and threw him out of the ring. Yes. And there were some interesting moments. Um, Finn Balor helped the club eliminate. Yes. Freshly shaven. He looks like Bundy. He looks like King Kong Bundy now. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, uh, and... They were, they were, there was that moment between the club and Balor, and Carl uh, Anderson was going up for the two-sweet, and before Balor can make a decision as to whether or not to do it, they were all interrupted by I forget who. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that, I wonder if that's going to lead to anything. Probably not. Fun little story there. I like that, though. That's the kind of thing you only usually get in the Royal Rumble. You get oh, I know. many stories of I history know. I know. told within the confines of the Royal Rumble. It would be interesting if uh, Bray Wyatt were to reform the Wyatt family if Finn Balor would enlist the help. Of Anderson and Gallows. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but it'd be fun. Never know. Never Anderson know. and Gallows are tweeners now, man. Yeah, I know. They're, they're sort of straddling that line there, so it's all good. Speaking of Bray Wyatt, um, he gets involved. Lights yeah, go down. That's not it. Lights come up. He tosses Finn over the top rope. Lights go down. Mm-hmm. Lights come back up. Nor would be seen. I'm, I'm so happy that you only took about 10 seconds to describe that because it felt like it took forever. It, every time the lights go down and then that package, package hits, lights go back up, I feel like I've lost a year of my life. Like, it just, it, it, it's, it's just too much, dude, because you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Apparently, that led to a street fight as a dark match. After, oh, really? After the show, yeah. I assume Finn Balor won. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> they, like to, they like to have the people send go home the happy. Fan, fans home happy. Exactly, yeah. Um, the finish of this battle royal saw Jason Jordan eliminate the Miz Taraj and then right afterwards eliminate Elias. Mm hmm. Um, but Jeff Hardy took advantage of, of Jason Jordan, mm-hmm. um, kind of being distracted by eliminating everybody. Hey, you know what? Jeff, Jar- Jeff Hardy eliminates Jason Jordan, wins the battle royal, new number one contender for the Intercontinental title. That was really cool. I like that. Yeah. The solo push for Jeff Hardy begins. Seemingly. Matt better hope that broken IP comes through someday soon 
because he will be lost in the shuffle. Wonderful. You know what would be great, though, if he took on less of an active wrestler role and more of a supporting figure for Jeff Hardy? Yeah, that could be cool. Because I feel like, you know, Jeff is, Jeff is the wrestling focus for those guys. Matt is more the character, character focus, yeah. which is great. And so I think if they stick together as a group, and wrestle as a tag team when need be, but otherwise just have Matt sort of back in Jeff's play. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be a, that'd be a decent enough. But if, if Matt for him. wanted to still wrestle, just during the next shakeup, send him to SmackDown. Oh, that's a terrible idea! Don't do what? that. Because don't do that. The alternative is that they're gonna they're gonna have him feud or something like that. I don't want to see that. No, they don't have to do that. They already did that before. I know they've done that a lot. Have him have his proxy. If they if they split him up, Matt Hardy's gonna be released like within three weeks. No. Oh yeah. No. You can't you can't straddle line between broken and not broken forever, or maybe you can. They've been doing it for what six months now. Yeah, um, be doing okay. I was uh, I didn't I, I I sort of I thought this was actually kind of fun. No, this was a great way to start the show. Yeah. I'm trying to remember as I was watching it who I felt when I heard that Finn Balor was in. I was like, oh, Balor's going to win. Yeah, Jeff Hardy is a bit of a surprise. Uh, kind of, but then in retrospect, it makes total sense. Sense. It makes total sense, and it's awesome. Um, I mean, it's fantastic. Guys, like a former WWE champion. Yeah. Um, After I, that, I was, oh, sorry. I was surprised. I'm just I'm breaking down a little bit here. Uh, Jason Jordan, when he eliminated the Miztourage, crowd crowd popped. Yeah, they were hot for that. I yeah. mean, I think it's more of an anti Miztourage thing, and just popping over eliminations. People love eliminations. Yeah, but Jason Jordan's also really good in the ring. Yeah, he's really good in the ring. I just I hope that people. I hope that I just I want the best for the guy. I hope they start booking his character in Same a way here. that's interesting. Same here. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had an Alexa Bliss interview. Setting up the main event for the evening. Yeah. It end up being the main event. There was yep. a, a rumored John Cena versus a Samoa Joe match that was supposed to happen last night, according mm-hmm. to PW Insider. Right. Obviously never happened. Correct. Apparently, Samoa Joe is injured. We have more details on today's Going in Raw Daily. Check That's that out. right. It's available right now. Right you now. You can watch it either now or later. Yeah. Or simultaneous with it. Yeah. Or? So the main event ended up being Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks for the, uh, the, the Raw Women's title. Correct. She set up with this interview. More or less just says she's going to take the belt back. Yeah. After that, Enzo came out for a promo. Oh, God. You know, dude, okay. I'm trying not to be Mr. Doom and Gloom. I'm really trying not to be Mr. Doom and Gloom. You know, I love 205 Live. Yeah, it's a great show. It, it, there's, and it's still it got so much potential. And Enzo is, like, immediately torpedoing that potential. Yes. This is... Is I, I'm not happy about this. Nor am I. I'm not happy about this at all. On one, it's one of those things where it's like, on one hand, it's almost kind of this. Okay, this is a terrible analogy, an awful analogy. It, it's kind of like when Goldberg showed up back in the WWE because you know he's going to kill everybody, and he did, right? But he's kind of what was best for the show. Because he brought a lot of eyes to it. Yeah. Enzo, in his own limited capacity, is Goldberg to the 205 Live division. I just hope the second part of that equation, him killing everybody, isn't going to come to pass. Because, okay, last night was the first time we really saw what Enzo's going to look like as a wrestler on 205 Live. Because we've seen him against other guys that are much bigger than him. But this is his chance to sit, no cast there, yeah. to stand out, no shenanigans going on on the outside with cast no, in the club all, or whatever. The, the, the finish of the match, in kayfabe that is, is based purely on wrestling acumen. Exactly. Exactly. And what we saw was not, was not a positive sign. No, it wasn't up to par um, when compared to everybody else on 205 everybody Live. Everybody on 205 Live. 
It was. It, it, I, I get that he's trying to be more of like a street brawler type. He he's got the punches, the yeah, strikes. That that has its place more so in the heavyweight division. But what separates the cruiserweights is the fact that they can do a lot more than that. Right. And that's why we watch the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is to see these amazing athletes do these amazing feats. And if he's just going to go in there and punch a lot, it's not going to be that much fun. I know. Especially if his his promo work is getting a bit tiresome. Yeah, has been getting a bit tiresome. Yeah. On top of that, like it's going to require everybody on 205 Live to drag him to a serviceable match. Mm-hmm. His finish was so clumsy. Yeah. The it's you know he he falls. It's kind of like a how would you what is it called? Does it, number one does it do we have does it have a name? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Have you seen him do that before? I've seen the move before. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen the move before. Yeah. It, but essentially, he grabs his opponent's arm and falls on his back with his foot under his opponent's chin. Right. So it's you know it's yeah like impact the bottom of the chin. That's the finisher. I don't right. know what it's called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but when he did it, I think his leg was bent. So it wouldn't have. There's no impact there. His well, not okay, dude. Not only was his leg, and bent, I don't think it was actually. His foot the, wasn't even close to the chin. It yeah. was like over here, and then it kind of went over here a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it so wasn't crisp like, at all. I get, I get what the move is supposed to be, but he didn't execute it. Poor Noam Dar, who was doing his best to drag this guy to a decent match, and he got in his own like funny sort of, you know, he did a he he, was, he mocked Enzo's dance a little bit. Yeah, that was great. I like Noam Dar. Yeah, he's good. Um, and it's just, dude. I mean, it's not it's not gonna work. And Neville's back there watching it. And it's like, really? You're going to put him against Neville? Here's my hope, and it's not going to happen. But here's my hope. And it's going to clear out 205 Live. No, here's my hope, is that how many weeks do we have between now and No Mercy? About a month? Four weeks? Mm-hmm. Have Enzo uh, defeat um, people on kind of the, the lower card of 205 Live. Yeah. Somehow he earns a title match. Yeah. Neville destroys <laughs> them at amazing. No Mercy. Annihilates amazing. That would be absolutely ragdolls them all over the ring. Apparently, uh, Chuck Taylor, uh, according to somebody in chat, Patrick Oliva in chat, uh, calls that move Soul Food. Oh, S O L E. Yeah, food? yeah, it's pretty good. I like Chuck Taylor. He's yeah, crazy. he's good. Anyways, um, that's my hope. Won't happen. They'll uh, probably put the belt on Enzo. Dude, they cannot. They cannot. After all that, they can't have Enzo go over clean on Neville. They can't do it. But I fear they are going to. I really do. Maybe that's just WWE messing with us. Maybe they're like, oh, you know, we got you, we got you, we know what we're doing. But man, I don't know. Like, I, I, dude, like, winning the cruiserweight championship is like a punishment. Like, is that supposed to be his punishment? Know. You know, what I mean? that's no, the thing I know, I know, I know. It bugs me too. It's sort of like, well, it's not sort of like, but I guess it's, you can compare it somewhat to when Reigns had his wellness policy violation, got suspended, came back, and they that put the U.S. Of, title. That was one of the best lines of Cena's. Basically, right, right on it. You took the U.S. title as a demotion. Oh, I know. That was such a great line. Especially after he illustrated, I took the U.S. title as a symbol of opportunity and yeah. put over other guys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then uh, Neville was looking, watching backstage after Enzo gets. His, I'm sorry, Neville was after Enzo gets his win. Uh, I think Dosh is there to interview him, and uh, he just basically laughs off Enzo. Next, Paul Heyman came out with Brock Lesnar, delivered a promo, hyping up Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty typical Paul Heyman stuff. Effective, really putting over Braun. Um, I was really surprised they didn't have Braun come out and do something. <laughs> According to a couple people in chat also, for Enzo, it's called Eat Defeat. As in defeat. Yeah, no, I get defeat. it. I get it. I like soul food better. Yeah. But that's kind of funny. Uh, anyways, yeah, so Paul Heyman uh, running down Bra- uh, Braun Strowman. 
saying, I don't believe in monsters, but Braun Strowman is a monster or something like that. So he's saying he doesn't believe in Braun Strowman. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, um, he yapped away a lot, and then Brock took the mic from him, at which point everybody in the audience gasped. Yeah, <gasps> that hardly ever happens. He's going to talk. <laughs> what is Brock going to say? He said uh, three words. Suplex City. Yeah. Yep. That's what he said. Anyways, uh, next up we had uh, Seth Rollins versus... Let me ask you something. Cesaro. Uh, I was watching Raw on kind of a lower volume, so yeah. I couldn't really hear the crowd, except when they were obviously being loud. Okay. Uh, was the crowd kind of dead for these two matches? Well... I mean, it's kind of a variation of what we've already seen. Oh, like, this is I, how they build tension in, in yeah. tag team feuds these days. Yeah, man. no, I know, I know. It's just a bunch of singles matches. No, I feel, I feel like they were. I feel like towards the the, the finish of Rollins, Cesaro. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I I wasn't like super paying attention to the crowd at this point, um, but I feel like the crowd was kind of popping towards the end of the match, and then when it transitioned into. Ambrose versus Sheamus, people were kind of hyped about that. Oh, okay. I feel so like that's why I thought it was the lightest. To be completely wrong. When Sheamus got on the mic and said, oh, Ambrose, don't <laughs> you leave. Maybe I was. I thought, well, then he said, we got a fight coming up next. I thought people were hyped up about that, but I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't know. Okay. I was curious because, yeah. you know, as I said, I was watching on lower volume. Anyways, uh, Seth Rollins did take on Cesaro. Terrence Thompson in chat. He says the crowd was dead all, dead all night. No, they weren't dead all night. Not all night. They popped for Jason Jordan and uh, Yeah, Hardy. they were very quiet during these two matches. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesaro hit a trio of Rainmakers on Seth Rollins. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. Um, the finish saw uh, Seth get distracted by Ambrose and Sheamus brawling on the outside. He turns around, eats an uppercut from Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesaro gets the win. Sheamus then says, Kind of to the confusion of pretty much everybody, including the the uh, commentary team. Hey, we have a match now. Yeah, that happened right away. Um, the finish saw uh, Rollins and Cesaro kind of brawling a little bit on the outside. Yeah, um, Rollins uh, does a springboard knee on the Sheamus while Sheamus has Ambrose in position for white noise. Ambrose then wins with dirty deeds. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the crowd was hot for Cena versus uh, Roman. So oh yeah, people in chat are filling us in on the crowd crowd love. Apparently they were they were hot for uh, Ambrose last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, after that we had a backstage segment between Emma and Mickey James. Emma still complaining, whining, um, saying that she was the one that started the women's revolution. And Mickey James has a proposal for her. Say fine. You think that way? Face me tonight. And if you lose, what is it? You have to like get off Twitter or something like that. Well, you can't say you started the women's revolution. Right. Yeah. You can't say that ever again. Which of course meant that Mickey James is about to lose. Yep. And that's what happened. Hey, you know what? I like this though. Emma's been on TV. I know this. Bums me out though. Uh, so the the match was later. They changed. They got rid of her music. Emma's, oh, Emma's music. They changed it. Oh, I didn't notice that. Something much more generic. I am so bummed out. I had gotten so used to. And here's the thing. You know, she comes up to the stage and she does this thing yeah. with her butt out and and does this or whatever. Yeah. It's not in beat. There's like no beat. Ah. It's not in beat. She just goes out there and does. Because before it was. Yeah, I really love the dude. I love the variation on her old. No, theme. I agree. I loved it. Yeah, that was good. It fit her perfectly. Like it gave her swag when she was coming down yeah. the ramp. That's a bummer. She gets up there and it's just some lady like singing. Man, it's kind of a bummer. What do they do with the music lately? No, man. Well, they keep on changing things. Don't they? And they're, well, and then they change them, and it's not an improvement. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Mickey James versus Emma was next. Emma won with a roll-up. 
Then afterwards, she just started screaming, I started the women's revolution. Yeah. All the way backstage. She was trying to act like kind of crazy about it, you know, just kept on repeating it. Oh, I started the women's well, revolution. Well, it seemed like that she was trying to convince the crowd, but also to a certain extent trying to convince herself that was the Right, case. right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, somebody mentioned in the chat also, uh, our commentary team for the night was uh, oh, yeah. Michael Cole, uh, Corey Graves, and Jerry the King Lawler. Um, I miss Booker T., but he's uh, obviously he's, he's from Houston. Mm-hmm. Or he's in Houston. He lives mm-hmm. there, resides mm-hmm. there. Isn't he running for like mayor mm-hmm. of Houston? Mayor of Planet Houston. Um, so he was, of course, uh, there dealing with uh, Hurricane. He's giving Hurricane Harvey some Harlem heat. Hopefully, anyways. Our thoughts. Of yes, course, absolutely. Go out to everybody out there in Houston, absolutely in uh, Texas. Um, so uh, next up, we had um, the uh, segment everybody's been talking about the last half a day. Wow. So this is the official contract signing for a match that was announced during the course of the show. So absolutely no build for it. Right, exactly. And apart from their... Wasn't this match announced on Twitter? Yeah, WWE.com. I think, so. I think yeah, so. Something like that. I mean, I shouldn't say there's zero build because they did have some interaction last week. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So but last not week, a yeah. ton of build. Right. Um, I mean, with Cena, you don't really... These days with Cena, you don't need build. No, I know. I was going to say, the way they staged that segment... They made up for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, they totally did. It was because great. it was just intense and fiery. So John like signs immediately, right? Someone yeah, he got, comes out first. Yeah, he signs immediately, gets on the mic. Yeah, and again explains. You know, I came over here to Raw to face one person, mm-hmm. um, Roman Reigns. Yeah, so Roman comes down and before he looks at the contract and he just says basically. Why am I signing this? Why am I fighting you? I don't need to. Yeah, I, um, I'm the man that retired the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do this. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Cena just, wow. Oh, wow. God. It was, dude. And by the end, you know you've been absolutely mugged by John Cena if your close-up at the end is one of a man it's like this who is completely lost his entire manhood. He looked like he was going to cry. Number one, during Roman Reigns' promo, I don't know if he got... So apparently it was like completely, absolutely, 100% scripted. Mm-hmm. Like both sides of it. And well, I'll say based on if that, that's the fact, performance from both men, really, I mean, Cena, exceptional. But Reigns, yeah, yeah. that was probably the best promo work he's done. Especially after he slipped up and he actually... Started raising see, his that, voice to, at to me. The yeah, to me the slip up and then the see. This is just a difference of opinion here, because the slip up to me was everything, and then the recovery was like eight decibels higher than he was talking before, because he found his passion because he slipped up. It was like, oh man, I just see, I kinda, let me start. Yelling I kind of wonder though if the slip up was intentional. That's how I interpreted it. I don't know, man. Based I, on the because just based on 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 the beats they were hitting, going back and forth. Him slipping up there allowed Cena that opportunity to throw a dig in. Yeah. And then that dig is what got Reigns fired up, and then that's why he raised the decibel level. That's how I took it. Yeah. To me, it felt a little bit more awkward than that. I wasn't I wasn't huge on Roman. I, at first, I was. When Roman was first talking about John Cena... Uh, I, sorry, go ahead. I was just... Okay, so when Roman was first talking to John, I was into it. And because he said, you know, you're bringing out your golden shuffle, and then he corrected himself, said shovel... And I, number one, I was really disappointed they didn't talk about Baron Corbin. Yeah. Because it's kind of a big, that's kind of well, a thing I mean, that's that happened. The, the golden shovel thing alluded to. No, I know, but if, if the crowd would have gasped if he said, 
I'm not Baron Corbin, John, so don't talk to me like I'm Baron Corbin. Oh, I know. That would have been a great line. Yeah. Um, And so when he was doling that out, and then I felt like he could have even had a counter... Because here's the thing, you don't want you don't want this promo to be all John Cena bearing Roman Reigns. That's kind of what it was, and that's exactly what it was. But it couldn't have been designed to do that. Well, here's the the thing, and and because so then John rightfully says you're wheeling out the same thing that everybody else wheels out. I'm a part timer. I bury all this young talent, and uh, and he says stop blaming me. And Roman, to like. That that holds water with guys like The Miz during their feud, et cetera, like other guys. With Roman, Roman is – I thought they had it perfect when Cena was saying – or when Roman was saying, yeah, I'm untouchable. I'm the one guy that you, you can't, can't see, see. Yeah. which was a great line. And it was wonderfully delivered. Yeah, that was good. But then when he stumbled, I felt like he kind of lost his way and just started talking loud. So up to a point, I thought it was really, really good, and it was really effective. I just felt like – there's a counter. Here's the thing. There's a, when John Cena says, you're trotting out the same old stuff that everybody else does, there is a counter to that because, no, I'm Roman Reigns. Do you not understand that I'm totally going to beat you mm-hmm. because I'm Roman Reigns? And that's when you have that subtle and not subtle, like, meta crap going on where yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm Roman Reigns, so you're going to have to figure out a way to beat me, meaning you're going to have to politic your yeah, way into a win. What, what if he actually went that far? So you better start talking to people backstage if you think you're going to win this match. <laughs> exactly. Like, if you're going to go so far, I know the way went way far with oh, the meta stuff. exactly. And he even said, you know, goodbye fourth wall. But so when when Roman stumbled and John got – here's the thing about John Cena, and a lot of people, like, you know, totally hate about t- – totally hate on John Cena. But most of the most of the reaction last night was more positive mm-hmm. than negative about mm-hmm. Cena. And it's because – and I, I – dude, he's been known in the past to bury people, but he's also been known to put people over that I think in John Cena's eyes – are doing what they need to do to get over with the WWE. I think we talked about this with the Baron Corbin thing. Is, yeah, is, we did. Cena understands the value in beating him, mm-hmm. and so he's choosy about it. And his criteria, and this could be this could be completely naive, his criteria does seem to be, yes, through his own John Cena filter, are you resonating with them or not? Yeah. And if you're not, and you're doing things completely the wrong way, and you're not up to the challenge... Then I'm going to bury you. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just saw that Wade Barrett wasn't the guy to go with. I never thought Wade. I mean, originally I, I that was the next thing was kind of cool, but like in the end, we were never like, oh man, Wade Barrett. Like if Dan, when Daniel Bryan was kind of getting buried, we were always like, man, this guy has everything. Yeah, Why yeah, are they yeah. pushing the crap out yeah. of him? With Wade Barrett, I never felt that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. With Baron Corbin, we're fans of how he's grown as a performer. Yeah. yeah, but I've never felt, oh yeah, he's the guy to put the title on. Yeah. So Barry Corbin always seemed transition champion. Right. What he seemed. I think Cena with Kevin Owens, for example. Yeah. That that win that Owens had over oh, him that was massive was shocking and massive and amazing, and yep. it did wonders for Kevin Owens. And I honestly feel it's because Kevin uh, John Cena looks at Kevin Owens and says, "You've been in the business for 15 years. You've worked your butt off. You you handle your business the right way. You carry yourself like a professional. And I know I know how you are. I know how you can possibly resonate with these people. Yes. Same with AJ Styles. Yeah. I mean, Cena is a gatekeeper, but he kind of knows his stuff. Yeah, he does. Oh, I think with this Roman Reigns thing, it's and that's why I think he was when when Reigns stumbled. I think Cena seized upon that because why wouldn't he? It's kind of like the Triple H versus Roman Reigns match where we both kind of felt. I wonder if Triple H is, is saying, kind of is is is, is trying to 
tell Roman, hey, this is your opportunity. You need to step it up. Hey, I, yeah, I'm not going to carry you yep. to being the guy. Yeah, you, you know, have you, to do it yourself. you have to do something here. Yeah, and I think that was Cena saying, oh, let's let's see what he can do on his feet. And I don't. And Roman just didn't. He sort of smiled and, sh- and shrugged it off. And let me ask you this: What if after uh, this feud, Cena goes to Vince and says, "Vince, I don't think he has it." What is Vince going to do? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what, man? That reaction that Roman gave, the cry face. Like, there's. I don't know. If, I mean, I, I don't know what to do in that situation. Like, if you're if you're stone cold, you don't need to stick to the script. You know, and you're Roman Reigns. You want to be the guy, then get off script. I know. And just lay into John Cena and say, dude, they're already, you know, I'm, I already have my legacy cemented. You're icing on the cake. Yeah, there's a million things that I you know. can improv. Well, I mean, that. like the, when he's going through the list of why people react to Cena the way he, they do, mm-hmm. and his first thing was, first of all, you, you just suck. suck. That's, that's a horrible that one. awful. Say, you're predictable. Yeah. You're kind of corny. Yeah. You're cheesy. Yeah. You're boring at this point. Yeah. You're going through the motions. Say something like that. Yeah. That's something that has sting. I know. But just to say, you suck. Yeah. That's, that's. First of all, it holds no water because, first of all, John Cena is talking circles around (laughs) Roman Reigns. Second of all, uh, (laughs) AJ Styles and John Cena had one of the better WWE matches of the year, the Royal Rumble. I know. It's plainly obvious that John Cena, in fact, doesn't suck. (laughs) Exactly. You've been the top guy in the company for more than a decade. Yeah. Don't think he sucks. (laughs) He does either. And John Cena's, all, all those points that he made, the, like the most blistering one was, you should be ashamed because I'm only here because you can't do your oh, job that right. Was, because that, it's true. That in the, uh, in the, the, I do my job better as a part-timer than you do as a full-timer. Exactly. Wow. Because it's true. It is. Like, I'm sorry, but you can, you can like, not like Cena as much as you want. The guy pops ratings. Yeah. You know, like, he is a... You can never question his work ethic. Exactly. <laughs> what he's saying is true, and it's, it's the harsh truth. And what he was saying was, they want you to be the guy. Oh, and he said, you're just a, a, a watered-down Cena bootleg. Bootleg, like exactly, yeah. yeah. So, I loved it. I, yeah. I was I was freaking out. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just a great pro wrestling moment where two guys where the writing is all over the wall. I thought I thought this and, and Cena even said, Man, this is a WrestleMania matchup and kudos to Kurt Angle for making the match at No Mercy. No mercy. This is absolutely a WrestleMania style promo. Oh yeah. It's a WrestleMania style build. It really is. So I, I loved it. I thought and then by the end, uh what did he what was the five dollar line? I forgot what it was. I wish I had the promo in front of me. But uh, but anyways, Roman Reigns. He he said he's like a five dollar version of him or something like that. I don't no, know what it was. I remember that was. But uh, Roman signed the contract and then yeah. turned the table over. He wanted to fight. And then welcome. How does the club's theme song go? I kind of feel like it's similar to the chord or similar to the Bullet Club theme. That's right. It totally is. I don't know what that was. So the club comes out and says, uh, you guys look like a couple of nerds. That's pretty much their gimmick now is calling people nerds. You don't, you're not good brothers. It's fantastic. It's We're really good great. brothers. You're nerds. Let's fight. That's yeah. pretty much what it is. Oh, it's fantastic. Keep talking about it. I'm gonna well, we have, we have some, some uh, copy we have to get through here, Steve, so let's get through it, and then we can circle back to this. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Today's sponsor. Oh, yeah. we got to give a shout-out to our sponsor. Yeah, is the original... Craft Beer Club. 
The original craft beer club discovers exceptional craft beers. Why didn't we segue from the club comes out? Speaking of clubs, the original, sure, we just did. Uh, the original craft beer club discovers exceptional craft beers from around the country and delivers them to your door. To my door. Or a gift recipient's door. It is Steve's birthday coming up. Yeah. It makes great gifts for birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, Steve's birthday, and so much more. <laughs> Steve Day. Um, each beer featured is from a small independent craft brewery with limited distribution. What does that mean, Steve? Uh, you can't get it everywhere. That's right. Each shipment contains 12 12-ounce beers from two featured breweries with each brewery offering two different styles. What's great is say you out there watching the show or listening to it live on the East Coast and don't have access to craft breweries out here in California. California. But with Original Craft Beer Club... You can discover great beers that you may otherwise never get to try. And here's the thing. It's not just any old beer. It's uh, They're all beers that have high ratings. Many have also won awards in major craft beer competitions. And each month, the selected craft breweries are located states apart. So there's no chance of distribution overlap. Yeah, that's right. Shipments also include a monthly newsletter that has the story behind the beer, what's in it, and where it originated. and also includes recipes to try with the selected brews. And some beer trivia. Beer trivia. Not to be confused with our chat trivia, which we do for patrons. Yes. It's beer trivia. Uh, it's always free shipping and no membership fee or obligation. New members can receive up to three free bonus gifts, which is more than any other beer club. and includes a one-year subscription to Beer Connoisseur E-Magazine, a bottle opener, a coaster collection of four coasters. Yeah. Going in raw listeners can now get $10 off orders of three months or more by going to www.craftbeerclub.com slash goingraw. Again, yeah. go to www.craftbeerclub.com slash goingraw, all one word, to get $10 off an order of three months or more. Thank you very much to the original Craft Beer Club for sponsoring the show. Absolutely. If you want to cry of tears of joy because beer arrives at your door, as opposed to... Tears of sadness if you just got ran down by John Cena. See that? See how I all all tie together? It was a really awkward way to circle it. Anyways, the club together. comes out. They're like, nerds. Nerds. Well, let's have a match. They have a match because I think Kurt Angle's still out there through all of this. He's oh, yeah. Out he's the ring. tickled. Yeah. He's tickled because, man, he was like one of the greats. And he just sits there. Yeah, that's like the best. You just sit there and watch and two guys go all in. Just soak it all in. Yeah, um, he's probably laughing at Roman backstage with Cena. He's like, I will say that Reigns' character work during this match was actually pretty entertaining for a guy who's just been uh, broken, yeah, <laughs> in half because he was teasing Cena the entire match emotionally. Yeah. Oh no, that was good. It was no, actually yeah, really fun. no, the match was good. It was fun. I love the club. Reigns picks up the the win after a spear on Carl Anderson, and they did sort of like. Uh, well, they they said Cena is upstaging Roman by giving him by giving his guy the attitude adjustment while Roman was delivering the spear yeah. for the victory. Yeah, um, I just thought it looked cool in tandem. Yeah. Um, so anyway, teamwork. They're going to force them together to form a tag team again. But this this was no. Yeah, there you go. Cena and Roman Reigns versus uh, Ambrose and Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, this time there was no uh, there was no like accidental hitting of no. somebody else. So I'm glad they did. That. I hate when they like just yeah just keep doing the same something. thing. I know. I agree. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, Elias Sampson. No, it's just Elias now. Who wants to walk with Elias? I love Elias Sampson. Yeah, he's great. Started talking crap about Memphis. He was interrupted by Jerry the King Lawler, of course, Mm -hmm. from Memphis. A legend in Memphis. Yeah. (laughs) I love when they, every once in a while when they're coming back from commercial, they have like, you know, exterior shots of Memphis. 
And one of them, Jerry says, hey, look, it's my restaurant. He's the, he's the best. Although, you know what, man? I understand, like, a lot of his humor is still, like, completely and totally out of date. Much of it might be construed as offensive. But, I mean, it's Jerry Lawler. Appreciate him while he's around. Yeah. You know? Anyways. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so he brings out from Southpaw Regional Wrestling, Pelvis Wesley. I love, by the way, that they never referred to him as Heath Slater. I know. They never betrayed that he was Heath Yeah, during the, the rest of this segment... Uh yeah, no one broke kayfabe. No one said, yeah. "Oh, that's just Heath Slater." Yeah. They sold <laughs> pelvis Wesley the entire time. Yeah, of course he took a drift away from Elias. No match, just not, uh, an opportunity for Elias to look strong. Oh, I know it was great. They're doing a really good job booking Elias. <laughs> Elias looks like he's having so much fun. I know there. he generally <laughs> looks like he's having a great time. He really does. Every time he comes out <laughs> to do a song, he's like statement. It's you can see he's trying so hard to contain a smile. <laughs> He doesn't want to start laughing, but he really wants to. <laughs> because there's the thing. He also knows that he's getting some cheers. People love this stuff. Oh, you I know, know what I mean? I know. Then, of course, when he's immediately when you start running down somebody's actual town, then people, the, the boo birds come out. Um, so, anyways, uh, next up we had a Miz interview uh, where I think, was this, was this Renee on? Yeah. Okay. I think she was, she was trying to get to the Miz. You know, she was saying... Well, you know, you wanted competition. competition you wanted yeah. to elevate the title. Isn't this how you do it? Yeah, he was upset about having the match next week against Jeff Hardy. Not happy about that. Uh, next up, we had a Sasha Banks interview. She had, oddly, she had she had gone through win, uh, Winterview, not Loosterview. Oh, yeah. Into Loosterview. Because, like, she was so, she was a bit too much. Yeah. It was like, well, I know I'm about to lose this, so I'm just going to give it my all. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. professional Sasha Banks uh, basically said that uh, I'm going to, you know, whatever, wipe the smile off her face or whatever. Something like that. Um, Alexa Bliss came out to fight Sasha Banks with what looked like Lou's face. It wasn't, but it, there was something just inherently there that I didn't really believe it as Lou's face. Yeah, I know, but I think that's just kind of her default is Lou's face. Yeah. To me, she's, she's, she's getting really good at, well... Her default is lose face. Yeah. She's actually losing is the most losing oh, of lose face. Oh, it's extra sauce on it. This this doesn't feel like extra lose face. No. And it was the main event, so I figured, oh, you know what? They're going to do something here. Um, anyway, it was a decent match. It's probably one of the better Alexa Bliss matches I've seen. Yeah. Um, it wasn't quite as hard hitting as their match at uh, at a SummerSlam. Yeah, but they work well together. Yeah. Um, Alexa uh, won. She went over with a DD, nasty DDT. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Sasha did a great job selling that. Absolutely. Nia Jax comes out for her, I guess, heel turn on Alexa Bliss. I don't know who the, who the No, I think that's Nia that Jax's face turn. Is that yeah. a face turn? Yeah. All right. Anyway, she comes out to celebrate with Nia with uh, Alexa Bliss. She lifts her up on her shoulders, and everybody's just sitting there waiting for this to happen. Yeah, you're going to dump her. Yeah. You're totally going to dump her on her head. And then she did. And then she did. She stands tall with the title. So, so that's the match of No Mercy. Seems looks like we're like No Mercy. Nia Jax needs that title like yesterday, man. So but here's the thing. If, if if rumors are true and Asuka is going to be called to Raw to potentially take the title off the champion at TLC, it would make sense for Alexa Bliss to be champion, yes, since she is the heel. Uh, oh, Asuka supersedes everybody and everything. No, I know Do you she think does. she's going to come in and immediately win the title? That's what I've read. Who who'd you read that from? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. 
because like some of those dirt sheets out there have been kind of like Wrong. completely missing oh, the mark these days. I know. I mean, look, here's the thing. I'm okay. not saying I, I'm not saying I was like, yeah, that's going to happen. This, this is why I don't care about having like an insider or something because it, dude, it all depends on what day and I what know. side of the I bed know. Vince wakes up on. You know, like you can never. Like, we'll look like idiots if we sit here, ah, oh, we got our breaking insider guy saying that they're going to have, you know, Samoa Joe versus Elias Sampson for yeah. the Universal Championship at, at Survivor Series. Yeah. That's the plan right now. Because the plan literally changes on a moment, like a it moment's could change notice. the morning of the show. Look at, just look at the betting odds and how they swing the day of shows. Like, massive storylines, huge title changes will just, it'll, it'll change. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And those betting odds change because there's an insider who has inside information, and oh, look, things swung. They changed. Yep. Things change in me because Vince is in control. Yeah. He's fickle. Yeah. Well, you know what? Not sure I like the finish of uh, this Universal title match. Let's rewrite the whole show now with <laughs> 20 minutes before air. <laughs> All right, let's answer some questions. All right. I'm not the real Kenny Omega. 14 likes on this question. That's Whoa. a lot. Was the Cena-Roman segment a shoot, and do you think that's the way Cena really feels about Roman? No, it was all scripted. That's what we heard. all scripted. Yeah, we, we read that. And read I, that's probably end. what the wrestling community wants Cena to think about Roman. Yeah, I mean, there, there might be, like, shade the truth there. Oh, yeah. You know. Hamza Halal, 10 likes. What are some of the best roasts in wrestling ever? What we saw last night was up there. I mean, obviously, the CM Punk pipe bomb yes. was a big one. Yeah, that was a massive one. Um, seeing it when he ran down the Miz yeah. uh, before Mania. Yeah. That was a big one when Miz had original cry face. Yeah. That, uh, that was still the most cry face. That was the that Miz was, looked like that he was set, literally on the verge still of still the tears. bar of, of cry face. Uh, speaking of the Miz... Running down Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Big burns there. Yeah. Big burns. But Daniel Bryan, instead of betraying a cry face, he just walked away. Yeah. Smart move on his part. Yeah. You don't have cry face on live TV. Nope. Not at all. Um, James Rodriguez, with Brock showing up on three consecutive Raws as well as a pay-per-view, do you think part of the reason why WWE has cut back on pyro and canceled shows like Talking Smack is because they are breaking the bank to afford Lesnar for more dates? Uh, I think there's, I mean, I don't know if one means the other, but obviously they, yeah, I, you know, honestly, I don't know if, 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 if the dates that Brock is showing up for now, if they're in excess of yeah, what he's already contracted to do, I would think again, again, assuming there's a long-term plan in place is probably folly. Yeah. That's a massive but, assumption. But you know, if if every extra appearance does cost as much as we've sort of heard, and it's very expensive, yeah, then I would imagine that they're just probably using his contracted dates. Um, but you know, the bottom line is they want to make money and not lose money. Mm-hmm. Getting rid of Pyro is a way to make money. Mm-hmm. Having Brock Lesnar on your show is a way to make money. Yes. <laughs> so. James the Highland Scott top five best theme song because it fits their character, not just the most awesome. Well, Stone Cold is like, yeah, fits him perfectly. Yeah. Bray Wyatt fits him perfectly. Oh yeah, Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Bobby uh, Roode made that song fit him. Yeah, that's true. 
No Way Jose's is literally just a party song that features his name. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think that's probably number one. Yeah, there's nothing more No Way Jose than a song. What the entire lyrics are, No <laughs> Way Jose. Your name. You can't apply that song to anybody else. I love Cash's Onos too because yeah. oh no oh and no I hope that I hope that he does stick around for a long time because when the big show goes away we're gonna need a new way. oh I know oh no so I think that's five um oh here we go that's a good one Nemo with seven likes John talked about his shiny gold shuffle power rank the best shiny shuffles Nemo suggests Vince. Triple H, John Cena, Randy Orton, and Hulk Hogan. I don't think anybody had a bigger shuffle than Hulk Hogan. Oh, I know. He had the most shuffle. Yeah. You know who also had a big shuffle? Andre the Giant. He oh. wasn't going to lose to you unless he was cool with it. You yeah. know? Like, yeah, yeah. nobody would ever tell Andre, yeah, you're, you know. You have to do the job here. Hey, Andre, do you, you're, you're, are you cool with this? Sure thing, boss. You know? Although I'm pretty sure, didn't he only ever lose to Hogan? Wasn't he like literally undefeated? That entire? no, it's not true. No, it's not in the WWE. Maybe, right? Yeah. But elsewhere, no, he lost matches. Really? Yeah, I think so. Brennan Hardy, how are we supposed to take Sasha's title reign seriously if she just loses it loses it a week later? And why does the WWE have such an infatuation with hot potatoing titles so much? A big potato? What? I wonder if they're they're making this Sasha's story now, where she wins the title and just can't ever defend it. And then one day she'll. It's not the 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 huge moment isn't winning the title; it's successfully defending it. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't deal with that. I hadn't really thought about it until they made the point of the story for the match last night. I mean, I think I'll put it this way: I think it's a it's it's a good potential setup for a story if they want to go that route. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. They obviously want to get to the Alexa Bliss. I think they're realizing that people people really mark out for Alexa Bliss. You know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a face turn. I think you're right about the Nia Jax. I think that was a face turn. Yeah. Dick Knuckle. That's a great name. Do you think wrestling ability is more important or promo ability? You can't say both. You must pick one. You Okay, so you're a terrible wrestler. But, but you're a great awesome promo guy. So essentially, mm. I'm going to say this, dude. Who would you rather have? Uh, hold on. i got to think of uh, somebody who... Who's a great... Okay, don't say Enzo. Who's the, traditionally, who's a great promo guy who wasn't great in the ring? All right. Let's just say Hulk Hogan. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, that's too much. Because he really wasn't that great on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. Anyways, but we'll, that, that'll be the example. That's fine. Carry on. <laughs> I'd rather see a Chris Benoit match than a Hulk Hogan match. Chris Benoit, like, he, look, dude, he can get on the mic and he could cut a serviceable promo. But that wasn't his thing. His yeah. thing was in the ring. I think also, too, is, is, is I think the demands of on promo ability is different in WWE than, say, New Japan. Right. So oh, it, yeah. It kind of depends sure. where you are. If it's New Japan, then, yeah, I want the better wrestler yeah. 100% of the time. Yeah. In WWE. Well, I mean, also, here's the thing. Like, AJ Styles, he's, he's developed into a decent yeah. mic guy because yeah. he just comes up sort of natural. Yeah. Um. But people would be popping for him regardless. Yeah. Look at RVD. Yeah. I mean, look at, like, dude, he was never a great promo yeah, guy. No. You know? He was barely even a serviceable promo guy. It's just he had an infectious sort of natural charisma. Yeah. That, like, he could do this. He could do the Yano and this stuff, and people would totally dig it. Yeah. Because he had that good-natured guy thing. But then he was fantastic in the ring. 
So to me, it's sort of I'll be honest. With you, give me, give me a great wrestler because no matter what, it's like man, I always know I'm going to get a good wrestling match. Yeah, you know, usually a really great wrestler, given the opportunity to put on good matches, can get themselves over. Exactly, and on top of that, like a good wrestling match, you know, let's say they give him go out there and give me ten minutes. You're not gonna, I don't want to hear a ten minute promo. No, I don't even want to hear The Rock speak for ten minutes or Stone Cold Ties speak for ten minutes. More time. The lunatic baby. Baby. Why are WWE continuing this Balor-Bray storyline? No one wants to see it continue. It would have been better to have Balor win the Battle Royal to become Intercontinental Champion. What are your thoughts? I like Jeff Hardy, but I agree with the I, I agree with the Balor-Bray thing. Me too. I, I don't want any part of that anymore, man. Because if they're going to have another match at No Mercy and Finn doesn't do a demon thing, is he going to lose? Right. No Mercy. So he can only win pay-per-view matches as Demon Balor? It just seems like they're 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 writing themselves into a, a, a tricky or a pickle yeah. story wise. No, I agree. Uh, Liam, a couple more. Liam Wagner powering the top five feuds with real life heat. He mentions Edge, Lita, Matt Hardy, HBK and Brett, Hogan Warrior, CM Punk, Jeff Hardy. Hogan Warrior, although they didn't have legit heat. They just didn't, by the end, like in 98, they just didn't know how to work with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're talking about the WCW days, WWF, they seemed fine with each other. Hogan literally laid down for them. But by 98, they just didn't know how to work with each yeah. other. Like, both guys were just completely in their own plane of existence. Yes. But I don't think there was any heat between yeah, the two. Yeah, I'm aware of. Hogan just said he got annoyed with some of, like, Warrior's promos when he was, like, referencing their old fight, which I never understood. Like, if, you know, we already fought, why, why are people going to buy the new one? It's called a rematch. Yeah. It's like one of the biggest rematches, theoretically, ever. Yeah, I know. Just dropped a giant turd. Yeah, it was a crap match. Goldberg, Jericho. I don't even remember their WWE feud. I don't know if it was protracted. Yeah. CM Punk, Jeff Hardy. Was there real-life heat there? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I never heard that one. Yeah, who knows? Didn't uh, Ric Flair and Eric Bischoff have some real heat? They had all the heat. Man. Fire me! You can't fire me. Fire me! You can't fire me. Or fire me! You're already fired. You're right, I'm already fired. I'm fired. You can't fire me. Fire me. What are you even talking about? Oh man! One more. All right. Well, Uno Mas. Who's gonna be the man? Uh, uh, all right. This is a simple enough one. From Tommy T. Did you say this already? I don't think so. Nine likes. Promo of the year so far. It's up there. It's pretty good. At least top three. But don't ask me to say what the other two were. Oh, Samoa Joe and Paul Heyman. Oh, man. Oh. Oh. That's up there. Oh, that's definitely up there, man. That that might be number one. Because, golly, that was good. And on top of that, like... Cena Reigns, okay, it was ballsy of them to do it that way. Yeah. Also kind of easy. Yeah. A little on the easy side. You can, like, this is all stuff that, like, people just never thought they'd say, but they let them say it. I know. A little easy. Yeah, it is. Samoa Joe and Paul Heyman. That was all about performance and, and being convincing. Yeah, I know. And it was so well done. It was terrifying. You're going to black out. I'm going to put my arms around your neck. Oh, man. Everything's so good. Everything's going to fade out for you. I want you to go and remember what that's like. <laughs> Tell them to hush. Oh, that was so good. man. So good. All right, Steve. What? It's time. What? For the greatest pro wrestling trivia challenge of all time. You got that right, buddy. What is it? Kayfabe Corner. All right. Don't look at my computer screen. I'm going to take a picture of Kayfabe Corner on my list. Okay. All right, here we go. Because I don't like having it on my screen when you're sitting here like... No, that's a fair point. Wandering eyes. 
That's why I emailed to myself before we start the show. All right, so Kayfabe Corner, for those of you who do not know, is the greatest wrestling trivia challenge. I will present Larson with 12 names. Some are real, some are fake. And two trivia questions. Are you ready? Sure. All right, number one. One. Wait, who, wait, what was up for vote? Oh, yeah, sorry. So uh, I put forth two names to our $10 and up a month patrons to vote uh, on Kayfabe Corner. Uh, given that these two uh, women competitors this past weekend caused quite a bit of controversy. Well, one of them did. The other one just had her arm popped out. Mm-hmm. Sexy Star and Rosemary. Mm-hmm. So I figure these are two names that we haven't, we've never done. Yeah. Kayfabe Corner. A lot of interesting names here. Number one, real one. or fake? Okay. Danger Boy Derek Wilde. That's a great name. I know, right? Real. Very good. Jumpin' Johnny York. Fake. Good. Blackin' Young. Say that again? Blackin' Young. Real? No, it's fake, man. <laughs> uh, PJ Tyler. Oh, that's real. How do you know that one? I've heard the name before. No. Madison Eagles. Real. Very good. Cherry Rush. Fake. Yeah. Portia Perez. Real. Yeah, it's totally real. I, even I know that. <laughs> Zandra X. That's a good name, too. Fake. Yeah. God, this is a terrible list. Misty Hardy. <laughs> Misty Hardy? <Yeah>. Fake. <laughs> Only because I laughed. It could be real. It's a no, good name. No, that was a crap name. <laughs> oh, my God. My list is terrible. I have eight so far. I chose names that are completely obviously real or fake. Uh, the next one is a tag team. The Kimber Bombs. Real. That's good. Daisy Hayes. Fake. Real. Thank God I got gee winners. Red Medicine. Real. <laughs> That's a Fugazi album. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Nice. All right, time for trivia. So I got nine. All right. In 2011, Rosemary defeated three other opponents in a fatal four-way to become number one contender to the Shimmer title. Okay. Name just one of the other three. Bailey. No. Was Bailey in Shimmer? I have no idea. Athena. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ember Moon. Soraya Knight. Okay. That's Paige. And uh, Madison Eagles. Okay. Whoever that is. Um, I just heard or read about that name recently, so that's why I know. Oh, okay. Uh, this last one, you're never going to get. If you do, man, I'll let you win KFAB Corner for the entire year. All right. You win 27 All right. If you get Let's this. do it. What division did Rosemary debut in when she got to Shimmer? Um, I don't know. It was the Sparkle Division. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, good job. Nine. That was a terrible list. I did that. We've got too much going on today. It has been a busy day, and we got a lot more to do. You know, KVAB Corner is just an anxiety attack for me every week. Or it every really other is. Week. How about this? Let's get through the year, and then we'll... Oh, oh no! We're going to get can, No, we can reevaluate. Oh, no! Oh, that was terrible. Still have four months of, yeah. of kayfabe corner. Yeah, my goodness. Chat tri- I agree with Nicholas Grosskirth. Chat trivia is better than kayfabe corner. We've been doing kayfabe corner for like three years. Oh, man, we can't get rid of it. Maybe. Sure we can. Oh, man, I thought you meant the other thing. All right, well, anyways, that's it for now. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. We're getting trying to get to 182,000. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, 
it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.